Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. RemyBattery.com. And by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. I'm Dan Small. Jeff Kelm joins me shortly here, and we've got an all-water show this week. Captain Dan Welch reports on Lake Michigan fishing. C.W. Wakuda reveals how he fishes the Wisconsin River. And my son Jonathan reports on his kayak camping trip from Stockton Island on Lake Superior. It's time now for the Madison Outdoors Report, presented each week from now on until gun deer season by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located on Highway 14, just west of Arena, and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. You hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Lakelink, iHeartRadio, or any other platform. And joining us, as he does every other week from the Trading Post, is J.C. Chamberlain. J.C., thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having us back. Always a pleasure. Yeah, you know, I stopped in last week on my way back from Milwaukee from uh, picking up some batteries at Remy Battery, and uh looked like you guys have been pretty busy. Uh, things have been uh, in full swing, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, a great seat. So. Yeah, well, that's good. Now, uh, you and I were talking before we went on the air, the young fellow who was there, uh, who happened to recognize me, um, which happens now and then, um, I guess he was practicing, right? You said um, that's something he needed to do, and he's finally doing it? Oh, absolutely. It was just, it's one of those things that we all need to. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, guys have at times, and we've all been there, had struggles, and that was one of the biggest things that we were trying to help them with is just, hey, you got to get in, you got to shoot. You know, yeah. um, there really isn't anything that replaces that, that practice. Yeah. Sure. And, and it's muscle memory and just, uh, physical, you know, stamina, I guess, as much as anything else, isn't it? Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. Like, even myself, I'll be honest. I mean, I haven't shot near as much this year as I normally would. Um, shot quite a bit going into turkey season there and then after turkey season I kind of was traveling and doing some fishing and stuff so I got out of it for a while and you know here a couple weeks ago when I started getting a little more serious about shooting again it's it's a little bit of work for those first you know week or two to get the muscles built back up and uh, get back kind of where you're feeling comfortable when you're shooting so yeah yeah and we're less than two months to archery deer season now so in addition to practicing our shooting what else should we be doing uh on top of that i mean if you haven't got the bows out to, to practice yet um i would do that in order to you know make sure there's nothing that needs to be fixed on it um outside of that uh right now is a great time to be out scouting mm-hmm. um a lot of deer out and about um at least you can kind of get an idea of numbers and what's around um you know, the other big thing would be starting to think about fall food plots if you're going to be doing any of those. Mm-hmm. It's definitely kind of on the border yet. I'd still probably wait a, a couple weeks yet, uh, but it's definitely time to, to be planning for it. For sure. Yeah, maybe clearing the space or uh, just making sure you know where you're going to put them. Yep. Um, I mean, because usually you're going to want to plant those you know, first, second week of August, or depending on what you're putting in there, maybe even those last couple weeks, first week of September. Uh Okay. Well, uh, we'll get back to uh, food plots and other things we can do here, but um, are you seeing deer out in the bean fields and alfalfa fields? Yeah, they, uh, I would say this week, they've probably, a lot of the deer around here anyway, seem to have made a little bit of a switch. Um, they were hitting the, the green fields, you know, alfalfas, clovers, and stuff pretty hard. And uh, now they've kind of, seems like they switched off those a little bit and gotten onto the beans, which is about right for the time of year. So, uh-huh. um, it just, I was actually pleasantly surprised at the number of deer we saw, you know, about a week, two, week, week and a half ago now. Um, when we went out and drove around the block, so yeah, but, uh, yeah, definitely okay. got the, the blood pumping. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, 
Well, and, uh, you know, our camera guy, Dave Roll, who uh, shoots the deer show uh, for me, he's out this time of year as well. He's got trail cameras set up uh, year-round, and he gets a lot of uh, the footage that we um, that we actually use on the show. But um, uh, he's uh, he sits on... Uh, Alfalfa fields and uh, hay fields, and, and get some good good shots of deer that way too. So, um, well, um, back to food plots now. Food plots maybe a couple weeks yet before we do it. But what about water holes? We've had plenty of rain, at least in parts of the state, this summer. Is it still worth creating an artificial supply of water for deer? If there's not a lot of water around, um, I would say absolutely. It is. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in fact, uh, just last, well, it'll be last Wednesday now, um, I had my daughter out with me and we were digging a couple on one of the farms. And I mean, it's a little later than I would like to be. I'd like to usually have them in May, June at the latest, but, uh, just running behind, but it's never really too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a great thing to have, especially, you know, on this particular farm, there's not a whole lot of water around. Uh, and especially, you know, the only water that's really available would actually be very close to the road into the house. Um, so they will utilize that, but uh, we're just putting them in to, to hopefully get them to swing by and stop for that extra little bit and uh, maybe give us a shot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what are the options? I suppose you could get a... Uh, I don't know, a small dozer and, and actually make a scrape, but you don't need to go that far, do you? Yeah, not really. I mean, these are what we typically use would be, you know, a, a cattle tank. Uh, some guys will use, like, small kiddie pools. Um, the only reason I don't really like those is they don't typically last very long. Yeah. A um, year or two, or if a deer steps into it, uh, a lot of times they'll actually break it, puncture it. So, yeah. Um, you know, we actually usually use a a heavy-duty cattle tank. Um, usually I like to dig them in from guys, just put them out. <laughs> uh-huh. It all depends on the person, but uh, yeah. we've had really good luck with those. Yeah, yeah so you got to haul them out there and uh, got to haul the water at least to start with. Yep, um, and usually you know, I try to get them where we want them and then you know, kind of grade it in a little bit so that you, know, you make them probably two or three times as big as they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, just to kind of help keep them full when you are getting the rain. Um, you know, most of those, if it's, say, around a 100-gallon tank, you'll probably fill it, you know, at least once a year, for sure. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Well, and um, in addition to practice and uh, getting out there and, and, you know, food and water for the deer, uh, if you haven't pulled your bow out, you better do it, right? You better get her out. Um, you know, right now, as far as service stuff goes, we're doing pretty good yet. Um, it has been quite busy, but we're still, you know, depending on what we're doing to it, it three days, if it's, you know, nothing major. Um, you know, most of the time with stringing cables, if we have it in stock, we're about that three-day mark. Um, if we don't, then we're probably pushing about a week, mm-hmm. week and a half. Um, but still plenty of time to get that stuff done, but definitely sooner the better. Okay. And if you're practicing a lot, you may break an arrow or uh, do a couple Robin Hoods if you're if you're shooting at the same bull all the time or, uh, uh, you know, lose one in the grass. That's happened to all of us. Um, I suppose, uh, you know, now's a good time to get new arrows and make sure they're tuned. Yeah, and um, as we progress here, too, um, you know, especially if you're shooting a somewhat specialty arrow, um, you know, those are getting harder and harder to come by. Uh, so definitely would want to be proactive on that. Um, but it's a great time to get those going. I mean, well, I broke one this morning when we were shooting. Ah, so, ah, I mean, yeah. stuff happens no matter who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I learned <laughs> so, the hard way by Robin Hooding the first two arrows I shot or bolts I shot with a new crossbow years ago. And what I got was a souvenir, you know. <laughs> yep, absolutely, an expensive one, but I mean, it's yeah. nice, you know. It's the first time you do it, everybody's happy. The second time or third time you do it, well, and it just gets expensive. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, before we let you go, store hours this summer? Uh, Monday through Friday, 
10 to 6, Saturday 9 to 5. All right. Well, JC, thanks so much. We'll check in with you in two weeks uh, and getting closer each time we talk. Absolutely. It's coming. All right. JC Chamberlain with the Madison Outdoors report from Pappas Trading Post. They're located on Highway 14 west of Arena and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com. And by the way, all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me once again now from Wisconsin Rapids, prior to his next great tournament adventure, is Jeff Kelm. Jeff, um, you got a big weekend ahead of you here. Yeah, we've got the uh, Bass Pro Shops Cabela's National Team Championship, over $240,000 in uh, cash and prizes, including a brand-new uh, Ranger boat and Mercury motor to give away and $25,000 check on top of the boat. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got 219 teams competing on Lake Huron this weekend. All right. Well, who pays for those boats that they're giving away at a lot of these tournaments? Is that the entry fees and so on? Or, well, or? yeah, it's part of the entry fee and part of a sponsorship. So this is Bass Pro Shops at Cabela's. So yeah. it happens to be owned by Johnny Morris. Johnny right. Morris happens to also own Ranger boats. Oh. So uh, it's pretty convenient that way. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I missed that transaction. I knew uh, Forrest Wood, uh, and when he died, I uh, knew there sure. were some changes. But Yeah, so Johnny Morris owns uh, White River Marine Group, which also owns Triton, Nitro, uh, uh, <laughs> Ranger. So pretty much your your large multi-species boats and most of your bass boats, Johnny Morris has a pretty uh, pretty good stronghold on it yeah i guess so well uh and last weekend uh we got some rain last week you you didn't get much at all huh? i got about an inch and a half i mean it was it was right it was exactly what we needed you know we could yeah. have uh used a, a little bit more and we could use some again i mean mm-hmm. we're in sand country give us rain every couple of days we'll be all right yeah yeah well we got 4.3 inches on tuesday night and uh Three of it came all at once in maybe an hour or two. We managed to get everything that was loose up out of the bottom areas uh, ahead of it, uh, you know, the storm because of a potential flood. Got all the animals to higher ground, and there was no flooding. Just got a little water in the basement, and during the peak of the storm, we had a small flood wash through the hoop house. And as far as the basement is concerned, I discovered that one of the downspouts, um, instead of running the water out was running it straight down so i'm, I'm mm. thinking that's where some of it came from and you've got a little like a uh, stream on your property that can flash flood can it? it it's a so-called dry creek but yeah it has mm-hmm. uh flooded us three times taken fences out taken calf huts down to hidden valley lake and um you know deposited them along the way but we've learned to get them up on higher ground now when something's coming the hoop house survived, though, um, even though we had a little bit of high wind there for a while. It's um, a freestanding greenhouse by uh, Zimmerman, I think they called Zimmerman, Zimmerman High Tunnel Hoop Houses. Uh, never had a problem with it, and we know other people who've had them twisted like uh, like the easy ups in a bad wind. So mm-hmm. sure. it's it's a good product. Well, um, you butchered chickens, I understand. Yeah, 39 chickens we uh, we had butchered. We had a bit of an assembly line going. Had a friend of mine from school. Uh, she came with her kids uh, to help uh, learn the process, and they jumped right in, got their hands dirty. It was it was awesome to see uh, uh, some folks that really wanted to 
I suppose, be in tune with what they're seeing in a story. You know, there's such a disconnect. We talk about it all the time mm-hmm. about uh, about our food and <clears throat> and the resources around us. And um, she does a great job. Katie does a great job of teaching her kids uh, the connection between what life really is and where where what sustainability means and <clears throat> and things like that. And uh, she was she was all about it. I mean, it took her. 15 minutes and she was she was on her own she was good yeah well that's great um you know we had a young friend many years ago who did not know hamburgers came from cows he mm. thought they grew on trees and holy cow was that uh, you know an awakening for him i think sure, he, sure. i think he stopped eating meat after he realized that for a while i don't know where <laughs> he is now but uh and then eileen sang the national anthem at a Wisconsin Rapids Rafters game, a baseball yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. So this is actually the third time she's had the opportunity oh. to do it. It was the first time I've had the chance to film it. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't been able to make it to the games that she was singing at. And uh, so this is this is a cool opportunity. You know, she sings for us uh, on the tournament scene throughout the summertime. And so um, they had some auditions earlier in the year uh, for the, our hometown uh, collegiate baseball team. And uh, she went to the audition, and they loved her, and uh, you know, asked if she could sing on certain dates, and then they call her up out of the blue and say, "Hey, uh, can you come sing these days?" And there was a double header she was singing for that day, and um, yeah, it's, it's fun. And we've actually submitted now, Dan, uh, an audition to um, American Family Field and Lambeau Field. So, wow! Uh, yeah, cool to to have that opportunity. Of course, you, you know, you're there's lots of very talented individuals that want to want to have that opportunity, but sure. who knows? Maybe someday we'll. We'll get her there, and bigger and better. She's got a beautiful voice, and love to love to be able to spread that around. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, in fact, I jokingly, uh, half jokingly, uh, commented, uh, you know, Brewers next, and uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's already mm-hmm. uh, in process. We hope. So, that's right. Uh, you know, when I saw that uh, the photo or the video, I thought, oh, is she going to throw out the first pitch? But she didn't do that, too, right? Nope, nope. They had, uh, you know, it's, it's so much fun to have this, this baseball team here in town. Uh, they do all kinds of really fun stuff. It's like a AAA affiliate type team. Yep. It's a collegiate team, but, uh, they do a lot of the AAA type of fun stuff. And they have, I don't know, five or six different first pitches, uh, ceremonial first pitches. You know, a lot of kids and, and, uh, uh, folks from the community get a chance to do it. And lots of games between innings. And it's, it's a great time. It's awesome to have it here. Yeah, that's cool. My cousin Tom, years and years ago, I mean, we're talking 50 years ago, uh, played uh, AAA ball. And in fact, he was on three different teams at the same time, I guess three different leagues because they didn't play each other. But sure. he would pitch uh, one night and then outfield uh, two nights, and he tried out for the majors, and he was good. He just didn't have the speed, I guess, and so mm-hmm. he became mm-hmm. an MD instead, you know. Well, that's not so bad. Different career, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I talked to Mike uh, Miller from Remy Battery last week about uh, trading in the old batteries for from our solar-powered system, and uh, mm-hmm. we made the trip there uh, this uh, this past week. Um, uh, Ozzy uh, Oswald, who's uh, living with us this summer and doing a lot of chores around here, uh, he and I... Uh, took them there. He schlepped them out of the basement. I mean, these things weigh 110 pounds each, mm. and uh, there's no way I could get them out of there. And we got them out, and then we strapped them down to the Flow Cargo Max trailer that I have, and that's a half ton. Uh, mm-hmm. The trailer's rated for more than twice that, so we felt felt we were okay. Uh, and we we uh, cinched them down with four uh, ratchet straps, and they never moved all the way to milwaukee and then we picked up uh, the new ones uh, turned around had lunch at a local um uh cafe there and uh, picked up some books from a gentleman who wanted to donate them to a worthy uh non-profit uh, and mark LaBarbera, of course with his outdoor heritage education center said yeah we'll take them mm-hmm. and um, this guy uh, jim zaruba i think is his name he had uh, two boxes of all deer hunting books and four boxes of every issue of um, <clears throat> Jim Zuber. I get his name wrong there, Jim Zuber. Four boxes, every issue of uh, Deer and Deer Hunters from Stump Sitters number one 
uh, through February of last year, and he, he quit subscribing wow. at that point. I don't know why he stopped then, but and they're all in binders and all dated. So anyway, Mark's going to have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. For somebody who wants a history of deer hunting magazines, there it is. Yeah. Well, coming up, <clears throat> this uh, fellow I met, C.W. Wakuda, shares his unique method for fishing the Wisconsin River. He actually swims it and fishes when he uh, stops and stands on the sandbar. And my son John is reporting on his kayak camping trip from Stockton Island on Lake Superior. He's in a three- or four-day adventure there. And we'll start off with Captain Dumper Dan Welch reporting on Lake Michigan fishing off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time now for an update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area, sponsored every other week by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos and Riverfront Store. He's located on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan. You can also find him on the web at DumperDan.com and on Facebook at DumperDan Sport Fishing Charters. This week, our other sponsor is Bourbon Street Pub and Grill. They're located at 1536 Indiana Avenue in Sheboygan and on Facebook at Bourbon Street Sheboygan. Well, joining us once again from, guess where, Sheboygan, is Captain Dan Welch, Dumper Dan himself. Well, Dan, how's the fishing now? It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, it's been going pretty good, Dan. It really has, and I'm uh, right in my store right now on South Pier Drive. It's beautiful weather. The doors are wide open. The docks are empty because all of my charter fishing boat fleet is out on Lake Michigan with clients from all over the Midwest. And, wow, that's good. I've uh, been enjoying the warm weather. It's been fun. It's been a good time, Dan, to say the least. Well, excellent. So are, is the fishing good, too? Yeah, fishing's good. Um, up and down, though, we, we hit this midsummer kind of lull of what we usually always hit, and that is... Uh, north winds. Uh, north winds shut us down for last week for a few days because of high gale force winds. And what that does out of the north that a lot of anglers know is it pushes all that bath water, warm water, believe it or not, from the north end of the lake all the way down through us past Milwaukee to Chicago. And the water warmed up, warmed up drastically. It went from 48 to 54 degrees to now reading 61 to 65 degrees, so warmed up that much, Dan. Wow, that's uh, that's significant. And, of course, that affects the, where the fish are and what you got to do to get them. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, they get a little sluggish, you know, obviously with a big change like that, Dan, as you and I have witnessed, you know, fishing together for many years, and, and they'll adjust to it. Uh, there's a lot of bait fish around, and it's keeping the fish around, but it just takes time for them to adjust to a big temperature change like that. Now, lo and behold, if we get a west wind or we get a south wind, that water will cool off again, um, you know, and fishing will improve, but right now it's been real sporadic. I mean, I, for instance, my boats have walled like they are now, one boat will come in with 12, 15 fish. One boat will come in with three. One will come in with seven. One will come in with eight. It's just not consistent because of the water temperature right now, and that's the problem we have. But fishing's still good for the most part. We bring fish in every day. It's just that waters are, are really warm right now. And I had a call from a customer the other day. I just wanted to mention uh, he has his own boat. He charters with me, too. He was up at Gills Rock, and he was fishing Washington Island, way up in the Door Peninsula tip the last few days, and he said water temp up there was 75 degrees, that warm up there. Wow, that's, um, that's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what, you know, the lake does, and, and you can see when you drive by the lake, you know, there's a lot, you know, Lake Michigan's not a lake that you notoriously go swimming in because the water's usually cold, uh, but when you do see people swimming, you know, the fishing or the water temp's warm and the fishing can be kind of sporadic because of that, so... Warm water is around, but the lake will flip over again. We are fishing deep, Dan, so we are fishing 150 to 250 feet of water, five to eight miles offshore, and our equipment's down deep. We're fishing wire divers down deep, mag divers, downriggers, uh, four and 450-foot copper setups, and we're getting down to where the fish are biting, and that's anywhere from 80 feet down to about 150 feet. So we have to focus on the bottom half of the water column where the bait is, where the colder water is for now until things slip over for us. Okay. And what are you catching? Well, we're getting nice fish. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, let's check out our Facebook page. Where, in fact, we have five motors come in in the last week since the warm water, and they were kings in that 25 to 28 pound range. We got a laker that was 28. Um, a gentleman mounted a, a big steelhead the other day that was 15, 16 pounds. So nice fish, good variety. Um, but just we got to concentrate deep, you know, and we can't quite put the spread out like we usually do of 15, 20 lines at one time. We got to concentrate on about 6 to 12 lines at one time, fish deep. But we are catching a lot of nice kings, lakers, good fish. Um, and there's a lot of tournaments going on, too, I wanted to bring up up and down the shoreline. Uh, fishing tournaments all over the place, um, from Sheboygan to Thor County to uh, down south. So a lot of anglers out there, a lot of activity on the lake. So you will see that if you're on the lake or near the lake. So fishing's still good. It's just that waters are warm, and you got to adjust to it, and that's what we're doing right now here at Dumper Dance. Yeah, got it. Okay. Well, have you got openings? Uh, we're nearing the end of July. How does August look? July is full. We are 100% full, and we, we did fill June completely, and it's just been crazy here. It's been very busy, and that's a good thing. We're happy to, to be like that, but right now we have openings in August and September. I would definitely jump on later August and all of September because I think our fall return of, of kings coming back to the harbor to spawn late August, early September is going to be phenomenal. So definitely give me a call, 920-377-1147. That's 920-377-1147. Always or check us out on Facebook. But get a reservation in sooner than later. Dates are filling lightning fast. Okay. Well, our second sponsor this week is Bourbon Street Pub and Grill. What can you tell us about them? Their, their motto is a taste of New Orleans without leaving Sheboygan, and I guess that says a lot. You got it, right here in downtown Chevegas. Right? But, yeah, they're very close to our docks. They're just up the hill in Indiana Avenue. Great food, great bar, great atmosphere, uh, great sponsor. They're awesome. Uh, check it out. They have a really unique menu, like you just mentioned. Uh, good drinks, good eats. Um, a lot of our customers go there as well, so check it out. Uh, Indiana Avenue, about four to five blocks straight west of my place. Yeah, okay. It looks like they've got uh, Friday and Saturday specials, too, which is cool. So, All right. Well, Dumper, uh, we will get back in touch with you in a couple of weeks. And meanwhile, let's hope the water cools off so you can fish closer to shore. But you go wherever you need to to get those fish. Yep, we'll get the job done, and we'll keep getting the people out there. And hopefully the weather holds for us, and we can have a good time here late July and early August. All right. Thanks a lot, Dan. You bet. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Yep. 
Captain Dan Welsh, Dumper Dan himself, with the fishing report for Lake Michigan in the Sheboygan area. His website is DumperDan.com, and on Facebook you can find him at Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters. Also brought to you this week by Bourbon Street Pub and Grill on Indiana Avenue in Sheboygan, and you can find them on Facebook at Bourbon Street Sheboygan. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. You know, you meet some interesting people at farmer's markets, and just recently I met a gentleman who's from Prairie du Chien, uh, now living in La Crosse. Uh, met him at the Viroqua Farmer's Market, um, and we got to talking about fishing. And uh, his name is C.W. Wakuta, and he's joining us now from La Crosse. C.W., thanks for joining us. Uh, good to be with you, Dan. Now, some folks may recognize your voice because you have a radio history that we won't go into, but as you told me before we went on air, you were always doing the interview uh, and not being interviewed, so um, we're turning the tables on you here today. It's a first for me. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, we got to talking about fishing, and you told me that you have a special, I would say unique way of fishing the Wisconsin River, and I'd like you to describe it. Tell us what you do. Okay, I do this thing that I call swim fishing, and I was thrilled to meet you at that farmer's market, Dan, because I've always wondered if anybody else does swim fishing, and I thought if anybody would know the answer to that question, that would be Dan Small. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the answer was no. You told me you never heard of it. No, no, yeah. <laughs> so what I do is, um, you know, I love the Wisconsin River. I'm from the Wisconsin and Mississippi Rivers, and uh, I have traveled the entire 430 miles of the Wisconsin River by tire boat or foot. But the last 100 miles of the Wisconsin River are truly awesome. The last dam, and I'm sure you know all this, and most of your listeners probably know all of this, but the last dam on that river is at Prairie du Sac. And from there, 100 miles down the river to Prairie du Chien, there are no dams, no cities, no big factories, just a beautiful, meandering Wisconsin River. And uh, that's the place I love. So uh-huh. I've camped it. We've camped it. My wife and I have camped it and fished it many, many times. And... Uh, but for, for decades, I've been doing this swim fishing. What I do is I I take a single-size air mattress and uh, blow it up, and I set my cooler and my rods and my tackle box and my life jacket and everything. I tie a rope around it, put about a 10-foot rope around it, and I tie it around my waist, and I just swim down the river. I pick my put-in and take-out spots. I know where I'm going to. And and uh, I swim down the river till I see the fish. So it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of people that are sight fishermen. They like to see the fish. I'm, I'm one of those. Yeah. So this, uh, this uh, eliminates the boat. <laughs> it um, lets you go a lot more places, and but it really lets you get right down in the water with the fish, and you see them up ahead, and then you pull over to the side, and you stand up, maybe you're standing in two, three, four feet of water, whatever it is, and you see this this wolf pack of small smallmouth bass just just uh, attacking this the school of minnows and I and I pull up and I I cast my lure right into that and by the time it hits the water boom gotcha <laughs> yeah okay and um, uh, yep I thought you were talking bass because that's what they do uh, when I fish the river uh, we look for those. Uh, uh, you know, singles or groups of bass are hurting schools of minnows and attacking them. What do you use for lures? Well, um, I use my top two lures. Are, I, I'm giving away my secrets here, Dan, but <laughs> it's not easy to do anyway. It's, it's not as easy to do. So. But uh, my top two lures are, of course, the Panther Martin Spinner and the Rapala Stepanas. Yeah. Yep. One's how you. 
Yep, and one goes deep, and the other is basically a surface lure. Exactly, and then the surface lure, you can with your speed of brush, you can control your depth. And so, uh, yeah, it's those are the main ones, and I, I do take bait. If I, you know, if I get really hard up and I'm not doing so good, I, I will pull out the bait. But I, and occasionally I use uh, flies as well, streamers and uh, that type of thing. But it's almost all the lure and the spinner. Uh huh. So uh, and it's, uh, it's small, it's smallmouth bass, but I say smallies and wallies. That's what I call them. Okay. Wallies are the small, small mouth and the wallies are the walleye. Sure, sure. Now, uh, I'm sure you get some looks from people passing in canoes or kayaks or even uh, boats. Um, have you had some interesting encounters with people on the water? Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of people. You know, I've had people go, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah, did your <laughs> did your boat capsize or, or whatever, huh? Yeah, that type of thing. Why are you way out here? You know, there's, there's a lot of boats, you know. So. But the Wisconsin River, particularly that last hundred miles, you know, it's, I'm sure you know it well, Dan, but it's a, it's just a beautiful, awesome river. And it's mostly sand. And, uh, you know, you can, you can walk halfway across the river and most of that river, but you gotta know which half. Yeah. And there's a, a, tra- a trench, of course, a deep trench that meanders back and forth between the riverbanks, and you never really quite know where that trench is. So, um, the, the people like the people of the local town, the fishermen of the local town, they know about their local area. But once you get away from the local spot, you you don't know what you got there. So yeah. Now, do I, you? I have on a motorboat and a canoe many times, but I do prefer swimming. Swim fishing, yeah, swimming with the fishes. Okay. Um, do you wear a life jacket? Well, I don't know if we need to get into that, but no, I don't. I, I have one. Um, sometimes I turn on if it's a hairy situation, but uh, generally I don't just for freedom of movement. But I do have it with me all the time. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's that's critical. Um, and I guess your raft doesn't constitute doesn't uh, qualify as a boat. So, you know, it wouldn't be absolutely required as it would be in a kayak or canoe. No, when my wife and I go, we bring two life jackets and we might, we might put them on for a while or we might not, but there are, there are real dangers to this type of fish. You know, and if you I want to touch on that for a moment. Sure. I guess there's a cautionary tale here, but, you know, fishing is dangerous in general. You always have a, with the hooks and that kind of thing, but um, to swim fish the Wisconsin River has particular dangers. Of course, the people who know that river know that you can have a sudden drop off, or even an island that you're standing on can kind of collapse right under your feet. Yep. Or if you're walking down the river, swimming down the river, you can come upon a sudden drop off that you didn't expect, and that could catch you off guard and make like make you gulp some water, which you don't want to do. There are greater dangers besides drowning. Um, um, one of them is the current is in some places very strong and can actually push you against or under an obstruction. Yeah. I've had this happen that you have to hold your breath and crawl out, and that's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. But the worst danger, in my view, is the, the sunken trees. So you have trees, of course, falling into the river, and then they get waterlogged, and then they sink. And generally, they sink with their... With their uh, the heavy trunk ends downriver, which which means that the branches then would be pointing upriver. And if that tree is underwater, you can't see it. There's a danger of hitting one of those spear points, like a phalanx of spears pointing at you Ouch. as you're swimming, and you can't see them. So you could really get punctured by that, and uh, you could get seriously hurt from that. I have been nicked a couple of times, but not badly. I usually would send my dog to swim out ahead of me so that the, the dog could find it before I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it could puncture your raft too, I suppose. Or you could even you could put a hole in a raft with your with your lure, and then you'd be literally sunk. Yeah, that's true. So I don't really rely on the raft; it's just there for convenience. I yeah. rely on my ability to swim, and you do have to be a good swimmer to even attempt to yeah. swim. Well, now if you're swimming downriver, how far do you go typically? Well, it depends on where I go. I generally, you know, I've done it all the way from Spring Green to, to you know, Blue River, but uh, generally a quarter mile, maybe, or a half a mile, but I have done as much as two miles at one time. Uh-huh. 
And when you get down, yeah, go yeah. ahead. <clears throat> yeah, so I I pick my spots and I know where the, where the islands are and where where the fish are. We're doing this for more than thirty years. So I, I I know where to go. Yeah. Okay. And if you've got a uh, partner or a pickup person, um, when when you reach the end of your uh, float. Um, I suppose you can <clears throat> arrange, prearrange for a ride or call home and say, hey, honey, come and get me. But um, I understand you have occasionally hitchhiked. Well, yeah, actually, hitchhiking, um, hitchhiking was my main method of returning to my car. But um, now that I'm married, my wife picks me up. Or sometimes she swim fishes with me, and then we just walk back. Uh-huh. It's a short distance. But, yeah, I've had some interesting rides. One time I had a guy pick me up. This one was near... Uh, Actually, this was a couple miles downriver from Sauk City, which is a great stretch. And uh, I, I think I did about a mile that day, and I'm on a back road trying to get back to my vehicle, which was near Sauk City. And I'm hitchhiking, and this guy in a rusty old pickup truck picks me up. And I get in, thanks for that. I'm just trying to get back to my car. Sure, get in. So I get in there, and we're driving down the road. I, I, I notice he's missing most of his right thumb. Huh. I said, well, what happened to your thumb? And he goes, well, I'm a turtle hunter. <laughs> and you know about turtle hunting. You take a long stick and you tap into the mud and try to find the turtle buried in the mud. I've never done it, but uh, have you ever done it, Dan? My brother used to do it. He was the brave one. And uh, the the trick with a snapping turtle is uh, the rear end of the shell is has uh, it's serrated, I guess you could call it. It has, uh, you know... Uh, points on it, and the front end is smooth. So you'd reach down the stick, feel the turtle, uh, gingerly work your hand toward the hopefully the back of the shell, and if you got the serrated end, you grab them by the tail and haul them out. So that's probably what this that's, guy does, right? Well, that's that's what he does. He's a big turtle hunter, but uh, snapping turtles, of course. But he apparently he told me that he goes, "Yep, I got the wrong end of the shell, and I got my thumb in there, and the turtle bit it off." Wow had to go to the hospital and all that stuff. And I thought, oh, man, that must have hurt. Yeah. And we're going down the road for another minute or so, and I noticed he's missing most of the left thumb. I go, well, what happened to your, I go, what happened to your other thumb? <laughs> he goes, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, I, I value my thumbs. If I lost one, I'd be pretty careful with the other one. Otherwise, how would I hitchhike? Yeah, well, this guy must have been really serious about turtles. Well, listen, we are running out of time. This has been fun. Um, I I hope you'd um, enjoy your fishing, your swim fishing this year. One last question for you. Have you ever done the Mississippi? No, and you know, it's funny. I, I, I only have done this in the Wisconsin River, only in the last 100 miles of the Wisconsin River, and only in June, July, August. So it's very specialized and I do not recommend that people do it. It is quite dangerous. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing your tale and uh, um, some of your adventures. And uh, I hope I run into you again at the farmer's market. As I told you uh, when I set this up the other day, I found a whole bunch of of, uh, mushrooms of the kind that I know your wife likes, uh, oysters, and uh, had an an omelet for breakfast, and they were absolutely delicious. Well, save us some oysters, Dan. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and I appreciate you talking with us. You too. Thanks a lot. You bet. C.W. Wakuta from La Crosse talking about swim fishing on the Wisconsin River. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. 
Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and joining us once again from somewhere on Lake Superior for another Northwoods kayaking report is my son Jonathan. John, uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem. Where are you? Uh, right now I'm sitting on the beach of Campsite 19 on Stockton Island. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. Just looking out over, I guess that's Basswood and Hermit Islands, uh, watching the sun, and uh, a couple sailboats. Oh, nice, nice. How's the weather? Good? Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be high 70s, maybe 80. Yeah. And uh, a little wind, but nothing, nothing strong. Yeah, now you are starting, uh, actually you're into it already, a big adventure for uh, the next several days. What are your plans? Yeah, so we're at day one of a uh, four-day, three-night uh, kayaking trip into the Apostles. Uh, we drove, we took the ferry to Madeline Island and uh, launched from Madeline this morning. Um, paddled across to Michigan Island where we did some hiking, checked out the lighthouse and met with the volunteer lighthouse keepers uh, and then paddled over to Stockton where we're staying tonight and depending on the weather, possibly tomorrow night. All right. Uh, sounds like the weather is going to shift on us tonight. And our, our next stop is Outer Island, but if the wind is in our face, uh, we may have to wait a day to get out there. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're adding or trying to add islands to your uh, attempt to cover, to, to get on to all 22 apostles this yep. year. Yeah, yep. we added two today. Michigan and Stockton are, are new ones for us, so we're at 13, not counting Madeline, which we, you know, end up on frequently, but, um, yeah, so we're at 13 and 22. Good. And we're trying to get one of the harder ones, Outer Island, out of the way uh, this week. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Um, well, I've been yeah. on Michigan and Stockton. It's been a long time, uh, and of course, Madeline, but, uh, some of the others probably never will get to. But how do you go about preparing for a trip that's going to last several days, especially when you're going to be out on big water like Lake Superior? Yeah. Well, there's a lot to it. I mean, uh, we, we know the people we're with and they're all seasoned paddlers. Uh, there's four of us. Um, We've got a lot of food. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a couple of different ways to cook. Um, we've got, you know, various knives and wood, uh, harvesting equipment. Um, you know, jet stoves. We have a twig stove. Uh, there are fire pits on some of the campsites we stay at. Um, and then we've got clothing for not everything, but, you know, I mean, it's the middle of summer. But we, we're equipped to, you know, get down into the 50s, I think we'll be okay, uh, which is highly unlikely uh, on the water. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm carrying 
a wetsuit and a uh, a dry top um, and other neoprene gear in my boat, which I hopefully will not need to wear at all. Uh huh. Okay. Now, in addition to the gear, you've got to uh, file a a plan with the Park Service to let them know where you're yeah. going to be, right? Correct. Yeah, we had to register. We registered, uh, I think, 10 days ago uh, for the campsites. And there's still a few available. I mean, it's a Monday, uh, so it's not, not a lot of pressure. Uh, but, yeah, we have to pick out our, you know, we basically, it's a 30-day uh, rolling registration system, so... Every day, uh, the campsites open up a, a month away. So you can, you can never really overbook or, or book far in advance. It's a 30 day limit, really. Uh huh. So we, we kind of pick a full plan. Once you register for one day, then you can kind of just pick your next site and your next site. And then pay the, pay the fee with the bar service and, uh, you're good to go. Okay. And you say there are campsites open during the week. Do they typically fill up on the weekend? Uh, they have been. Um, you know, some of the harder to reach ones, not so much, but keep in mind that, you know, this isn't limited to kayakers, uh, sailboats, powerboats, you know, really anybody can get out there, uh, can camp on those sites. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting in a, in a bay here and I can see, yeah, uh, maybe 10 anchor sailboats. Um, uh, so there's competition from, you know, various, uh, outdoor enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good that people are using the lake and the campsites and enjoying the National Lakeshore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, in, anything exciting happen on day one? Uh, sorry to say no. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's good. Uh, no, not really. Uh, you know, it was basically two little short paddle hops. Uh, Madeline to Michigan was just about an hour. And, you know, the most excitement we had was kind of running through the, the buggy trail to get back from the, uh, lighthouse. Uh, a little wind on, on our backs, uh, when we crossed over from Michigan to Stockton. So, you know, we could do a little quasi surfing. Um, but, you know, keep in mind we're loaded boats and we don't really want to test. So we kind of, we're a little more reserved than we would be otherwise. Yeah, you don't want to dump with all your gear, even if it's going to no. stay dry. Yeah. Um, now, how do you keep tabs on the weather when you're out there, other than just watching the horizon and looking for high cirrus clouds that might mean rain the next day or something like yeah. that? Yeah, we, we've got uh, we all have VHF radios which have a weather channel. Um, you know, I'm talking to you on a smartphone. I have enough signal that I can look at a number. We're using two different apps. Windy and Windfinder, because uh, that's our biggest concern, really, is the wind. Uh, rain, too, but, you know, really the wind is what, what gets in our way the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're able to kind of monitor that stuff. We've been watching it every day um, leading up to this, and we'll check it again, you know, whenever we get a signal uh, and just see where we're at. And as I said before, we, we're pretty confident that the wind is going to turn in our face uh, out of the northeast tonight um, and really make it uh, difficult for us to go out to Outer Island, so good chance we'll be staying here an extra day, but we will be having some empty kayaks uh, sitting off this nice point uh, with a northeast wind, so there could be some good waves for surfing. So. Ah, okay. I think we'll have fun either way. <laughs> yeah, well, you make uh, you make uh, use of the time you got there and uh, do some kayak surfing. That's cool. All right. Well, um, we've been trying off and on here to communicate with each other and uh, finally got a signal. You must have got a good spot there. Where, um, where, where... Yeah, I guess I, I walked out into the water and I'm sitting right on the beach. And I think that helped. I don't know where it's coming from, but yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, I'm going to let you go and let you continue your wonderful trip. And uh, we'll plan to talk next week after it's done just to see how it went and see if you were able to get yeah. out to outer. Let's say you can't get to outer. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, probably another night here. And then, you know, really look at the wind. Uh, we can communicate with the park service. And if there are other sites open on other islands, we could take a different route back. Uh-huh. Uh, really, outer is outer is as its name. It, it's, out, it's outer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we can stay in shelter here. Um 
And anyway, I mean, I can see a lot of maybe eight islands from where I'm sitting. I don't know. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So we have options. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Well, thanks for the report. I hope you enjoy your uh, the rest of your trip, and uh, you take good food. You don't uh, you don't just eat dried beans and stuff, do you? No, we got a couple dozen eggs, bacon, um, some bratwurst, and uh, yeah, N- nothing. You know, <laughs> we're, we're going to be fine. Yeah, uh, it's not not uh, nothing dehydrated. I don't believe. Yeah, uh, just a couple days. All right. Well, have a great trip, and we'll touch base again when you get back. All righty. John Small with a report from Stockton Island on Lake Superior, another Northwoods kayaking report here on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And you can check out their website or Facebook page for updates and details on their schedule. They also have your new and used boats in stock right now and any accessories you might need to get you through the rest of the summer. So I encourage you to visit them online or check them out in person. We're also uh, brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. Uh, RemyBattery.com, if you want to check them out. And by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camware at a price you can afford at HuntworthGear.com. The rest of the summer, boy, that's a scary term. I know they're already advertising back to school. It's uh, oh yeah, walked through the store the uh, the other day, and there was there's back to school supplies out already. There's the a lot of school summer. lists aren't out yet, and my yeah. son my son's like already, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll you got to get it out sometime. You'll be hearing that for a while. So, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. folks, if you missed an out- episode of Outdoor Wisconsin, you can watch any show from the past several seasons at MilwaukeePBS.org. And if you want a deer hunting fix, you can watch Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2020 online on our YouTube channel. And did you know you can take us with you anytime, anywhere? You're hearing us right now. Maybe you want to go back and listen to some shows with. Uh, we did uh, up to about a year ago. You can do that. Get online, lake-link.com. You can download our shows from their outdoor media page, uh, their their outdoor radio page there. And then, um, yeah, take us with you wherever you go. You can follow Dan on social media all week long at Dan Small Outdoors. Follow me at Hardwater Jeff. And the DNR is warning beachgoers it's that time of year to watch for blue-green algae. It can be dangerous, even fatal, uh, especially to pets. You can check the DNR website and news section for details. And they're also asking people to watch for dead songbirds at their feeders. Apparently, uh, this is some disease that started on the East Coast and it's working its way west. Uh, Kentucky and I think Indiana have experienced it. I don't think anyone in Wisconsin has reported it yet. Mostly young birds. And if they say if you find dead birds at your feeder, pull the feeder, pick up all the feed, and uh, report it so people know uh, that uh, that you found some there. I'm going to be up in Eagle River this weekend at the Wisconsin Outdoor Communicators Association conference, and I'll probably do a little musky fishing on Sunday. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. And by the way, you missed a great concert if you didn't if you didn't tune in to uh, uh, the uh, Big Top Chautauqua live stream with Warren and friends last week. 
Well, Jeff, have a, a safe trip to uh, Oscoda, Michigan, and a uh, great conference, or a great uh, tournament, rather. Yeah, thanks, Dan. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend. Join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. You've been listening to Outdoors Radio, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Find more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. When my lazy ike is just too lazy to lure When the worms go dry In the coffee can, honey I'll be true